Hello, Monetization Nation. I recently published an episode about bootstrapping to fund our businesses. In that episode, I told the story about buying or selling millions of dollars worth of domain names over the years to help finance the growth of my companies. Over the years, I've helped numerous companies find great domain names for their ventures. For example, I've helped buy and or sell adoption.com, today.com, stockmarket.com, advertising.com, law.com, retirement.com, families.com, familias.com, woman.com, and many others. In this episode, I'm going to share tips, tricks, and tools to help you find great domain names. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Choosing a great domain name is important for many reasons. It is often one of the first impressions a potential customer has with our companies. It can add to or detract from our credibility. It can help or hurt our SEO, and it can be a great branding opportunity if done right. Here are some of my tips, tricks, and tools for finding and choosing great domain names. Number one, play the long game. I recommend you try to play the long game with your primary domain name and get your domain name right the first time. Don't buy a domain name you're planning to change. It can take a lot of time and money to change domain names, and a lot of value we've built up in a domain name can be lost when we change a domain name. So it's worth it to invest the time and resources up front to get the right domain name the first time. That doesn't mean you can't change the name in the future. It just means you may lose a lot of value if you do. Number two, make a master spreadsheet of possible domain names. At the beginning of your research, try to not get too emotionally connected with one domain name. Entrepreneurs often decide they like one domain name and then they stop their research or stop considering other domains. This is a mistake because there may be a better domain name you can uncover in your research process. Or we may hit a roadblock and get paralyzed in our efforts to buy the one domain name. Instead, I recommend you do a bunch of research and create a list of all of the possible domain names and information about those domain names into one spreadsheet. I recommend Google Sheets for this because it can easily be shared with others in a collaborative way. I recommend you keep good notes on the research you do. Which domain names are available? Which domain names have sites already? Are they listed for sale and what are the asking prices? What is the contact info of the owner? What is your communication history with the owner? If you don't keep good records, it will start to all blend together and important data will be forgotten and work will need to be duplicated. Number three, include a top keyword in your domain. I recommend you use a tool such as semrush.com or keywordtool.io to find the best keywords related to your niche. Then I recommend you try to find a domain name that includes one of the top keywords. This can help you with your SEO in the niche and make it easier for your target audience to know what your site is about. For example, the word monetization described our niche focus well and had a large number of monthly searches in Google. So I decided I wanted to include monetization in my domain. Number four, use .com domain names, usually. There are many other extensions we can use to register a domain name today, such as .me, .store, .info, .biz, .io, and .bargains. 
However, .com domains have more credibility than these other extensions. Plus, when we tell people our business name, they will often put a .com after our business name when they're looking for our website. For example, if the name of my business is Monetization Nation, people will naturally expect my site to be at monetizationnation.com and will type that in when they're looking for my site. So if I try to save money by buying a domain name other than a .com, I'm going to lose a lot of my potential customers to whoever owns the .com version of my domain. It's not worth it. Get the .com. If you become very successful at an extension other than .com, you may have to pay a lot of money to buy the .com version eventually. For example, early in my career, an executive of AltaVista came to my office to meet. AltaVista used to be one of the top internet search engines. This executive told me that AltaVista had purchased AltaVista.net originally as the domain name for their search engine early on. However, when their search engine took off, they were losing so many visitors to the owners of AltaVista.com that they had to pay $4 million to buy AltaVista.com. It would have been so much less expensive and easier if they would have just started with a .com domain name at the beginning. For example, I own the shorter domain name monetization.org, but I use the longer domain name monetizationnation.com as my primary domain because it is at the .com along with some other reasons such as branding. There are a few exceptions to this .com rule. For example, if you're a nonprofit or an association, people might expect your domain name to be at a .org. However, if you do this, please realize that many people will still type the .com version of your domain name, and it is good to get the .com version of your domain name and redirect it to your .org site. Number five, avoid dashes and numbers in your domain name. Try to avoid dashes and numbers in your domain names. If we use dashes in our domain, such as over-the-counter.com, many people will mistype our domain name as overthecounter.com. Numbers are also confusing and can cause misspellings because when we tell people our domain name verbally, they don't know whether the number is in numerals or written out in letters, and it then requires additional explanation. This makes sharing our domain name through audio marketing problematic and prone to misspellings. If you remember Walmart, it used to be wall-mart, but they removed the dash in the name. Number six, keep it short and simple. I try to keep domain names shorter if I can, but this is not an absolute rule. Longer domain names sometimes are the right choice. As a general rule, try to keep it as short as you reasonably can. I recommend trying to keep the domain name to two words or less if possible. If you can get one word, that is ideal, but often also very expensive. I pay a lot of attention to syllables and try to choose domains with fewer syllables because they are easier to say. Remember, the longer our domains become, the easier they are to forget and misspell. And we may lose some credibility if they are too long or complicated. I love domain names that don't require explanation, where potential customers can see our domain name and easily understand the focus of the site. Number seven, pick a name that's easier for your target audience to spell. Try to choose a domain name that is not going to be easy for your target audience to misspell. Um, in the blog post, I've included a link to a list of some of the most commonly misspelled words that we probably should avoid in domain names, just to give examples. 
Uh, I also try to avoid homophones, which are words that sound the same but have different spellings, such as one, W-O-N, and one, O-N-E. In the blog post, I also include a list, a link to a list of common homophones uh, that, that are often good to avoid in our domain names. If our target audience knows how to spell our keyword or brand, we have a little more flexibility. For example, monetization is a word regularly used by entrepreneurs and CEOs. So I felt comfortable using it in my domain name, even though it is a more difficult domain for people to spell. Sometimes people intentionally choose a misspelled domain, believing that the misspelling will make them unique and brandable, or, or they do it because they can't get the appropriately or correctly spelled domain name. I strongly advise against this strategy. This intentional misspelling will probably make it much more difficult for your customers and may send a lot of your hard-earned potential customers to a competing website. Number eight, use a thesaurus. When I try to come up with a great domain name, I regularly use one or more thesauri to help me identify the synonyms and think outside the box for my top keyword and domain variations. It's a great way to generate new word ideas. You might want to check out thesaurus.com. Number nine, use a domain name generator. A domain name generator allows us to enter our keyword and then it combines that keyword with possibly thousands of other keywords that are used in domain names. It checks availability and then gives us a list of the available domains. I love domain name generators. Before domain name generators were popular, I created my own domain name generator and used it to find available domain names to register. This can be a very effective tool to find available domain names. There's no way we could ever think of all the variations on our own. I recommend you try domain name generators such as namemesh.com, leandomainsearch.com, wordoid, or nameboy to find potential domain names. Number 10, try to create new words. We might try to take one of our top keywords and create a new word with it, or merge two keywords together to create a new word. For example, if our new company was about branding, we might try to create a new word such as brandly.com or brandify.com. Good domain name generators like NameMesh can help us come up with many of these new word options. Number 11, register a domain name the moment it expires. Very frequently, people buy domain names and then forget to renew them or decide they don't want them anymore. When they don't pay the renewal, the domain name eventually drops and becomes available for other people to register. The lists of expiring domain names from many domain name registers are published, and there are various services that specialize in helping their customers register these domain names right as they expire with a big bank of computers doing the process over and over and over again. I recommend namejet.com and dropcatch.com as services to register expiring domain names. Both of these services have been very successful in grabbing domain names from me in the past. Some people say pool.com is the best service to grab domain names as they expire because they have such a huge amount of servers doing the grabbing. But I've not had a lot of success with that service. It's okay to try to use several services to grab a domain name because most services don't charge you unless they are successful in registering the domain name for you. I've set up email alerts with Namejet. 
and I receive those email alerts each day with expiring domains that match my keywords and other criteria. Most days the lists don't have any domain names I'm willing to register, but sometimes I can get a great deal on very valuable domains. To give you an idea of how effective and valuable this service is, for years I've wanted to write a book with the title Credibility Marketing. I tried to buy the domain name CredibilityMarketing.com for years and tried to contact the owner many times. I would have paid thousands of dollars for that domain name. However, I was never able to reach the owner. Years after I started trying to buy this domain name, the domain name eventually expired and I was able to register the domain name for about $170. Normally, registering a domain name that's expiring costs even less than that, but multiple people were trying to grab this CredibilityMarketing.com domain name. So the company that registered the expiring domain name held an auction between the different parties. And luckily I won the auction. There was no way I was going to lose that auction. This expiring domain name strategy is probably not a short-term strategy that will help you get a great domain name you love this month. However, this can be a cost-effective long-term strategy to pick up great domain names in our niches as they expire over time. Number 12 is expired domain names. Regularly, people buy domain names, allow them to expire, and nobody immediately registers them. One website, expireddomains.net, has made a publicly searchable database of these expired domains. When I'm looking for a domain name for one of my projects or for a client, this is one of the first websites I go to in a search of domain names containing my top keywords. The problem with this database is the massive amount of data it contains. I recommend that you use filters to narrow down the domains you are shown by keyword, length of domain, .com domain extension, no dashes, no numbers, etc. This will make the number of domain names you have to go through much more manageable, but still there will probably be a ton to look through. I have found and registered many domain names using this service. Number 13 is domain name marketplaces. There are numerous domain name marketplaces that allow domain name owners to list their domain names for sale. Then domain name buyers can search to find a domain name they like and use the marketplace to contact the owner and negotiate the purchase. Some of the best domain name marketplaces are Cedo.com, GoDaddy Auctions, Flippa, Afternick, Namecheap Marketplace, and Buydomains.com. I especially like buydomains.com because their domain names are much more reasonably priced. Uh, domain names listed at marketplaces can sometimes be a little pricey, but there are also deals to be had. Number 14, contact domain name owners of your favorite domain name options and ask for pricing. You might want to reach out to the owners of the top domain names on your list and ask for their asking prices. If the domain name is listed for sale, you can sometimes type the domain name in a browser and find pricing information on the domain name. Or you might find a form on that domain name that you can fill out and request pricing. If you cannot find information on a site, you can try to find the owner's contact information through the Whois database. It's often best to start at lookup.ican.org. That's lookup.ican.org or you can go to who.is, and I've included links to both of those on the blog post for this episode. 
However, these WHOIS sites often do not list the contact information of the owners because the domain name is privacy protected. However, they often list the WHOIS of the registrar for the domain. I recommend you find the WHOIS search by Googling it for that registrar. So if they say GoDaddy is the registrar, then go to Google and type GoDaddy WHOIS and find that link and see if you can find more information or a way to reach out to the owner on that page. Number 15 is to buy the domain history. If you cannot find the owner, you might try buying a WHOIS history report at who.is. Maybe the current owner registered the domain name with their real name and later added privacy protection. In this case, a WHOIS history report for that domain name may allow you to find the contact information of the owner. Number 16 is a trademark search. I recommend that when you've found some possible domain names you're considering, you do a trademark search to see if there are any confusingly similar trademarks for the term in the domain name or domain names you're considering. Okay, here's some simple steps of how to do a trademark search. Number one, when you're ready to search the trademark database, um, go to the trademark search site um, at uspto.gov, and you can find a link to that in the blog post for this episode. Number two, then click on search our trademark database, or T-E-S-S, that's their acronym. Uh, number three, then click on the basic word search new user. Number four, then type your search term in the search term box. Don't include the .com in your search term and add a space between the words. In addition to searching the exact phrase, you might want to search for the keyword itself as well. For example, when I wanted to buy the domain name monetizationnation.com, I searched for trademarks con containing monetization nation and I also searched for trademarks containing just the word monetization. Number five, if you find a trademark that might be confusingly similar, look at the status of that trademark. Trademarks with the status of live are the ones that present the greatest issue. Some trademarks have a status of dead. The USPTO defines a dead mark as, quote, a dead or abandoned status for a trademark application means that specific application is no longer under prosecution uh, within the USPTO and would not be used as a bar against your filing. In other words, that means you can still file a trademark if, if there's another trademark that has a dead status. If you find a confusingly similar trademark, often it is best uh, to look for a new brand and domain name unless you want to buy the confusingly similar trademark from the owner of that mark. Number six, um, be sure to read the instructions that the USPTO offers. They are sticklers for every little detail. Number seven, um, I've successfully registered a lot of trademarks. However, I'm not an attorney. So be sure to get advice from an attorney instead of relying on any advice I give you here. Okay, I'm done now with the advice about uh, the trademark search, and I'm going back to the tips, tricks, and tools for finding a great domain name. So number 17 is to search Google for your keyword. 
Try to identify other competitors using the brand names or domains you're considering. This will give great information for you to know. But just because you find something here does not necessarily mean you need to abandon your proposed new brand. You may find the term being used somewhere else, but still choose to make a calculated decision that you want to proceed with the domain name and brand. Number 18, see if you can register or buy the social media usernames with your brand. I recommend that you do a search of the social media sites where you want to create social channels and see if you can register or buy the usernames or accounts with your brand or keyword. For example, uh, before I purchased monetizationnation.com, I made sure I was able to register the social usernames such as instagram.com slash monetization nation, youtube.com slash monetization nation, and facebook.com slash monetization nation. I also searched the podcast platforms to ensure nobody already had a podcast with a similar name. Number 19 is get feedback. Once you've generated a list of your best options for a domain name and you've gathered all the relevant information you need, I recommend you ask for feedback from people who belong to your target audience. For example, if your target audience are lawyers, then you need to ask for feedback from lawyers and not from your friends and family members who aren't lawyers. You can ask for this feedback with direct phone calls or through a survey tool such as Google Forms. Number 20, I recommend you get a domain name valuation. Before you make an offer on a domain name, it's a good idea to understand the fair market value of that domain name. Two great tools that provide valuations for free, at least at this time, are estabot.com and GoDaddy appraisals. And I've included links to both of those in the blog post for this episode. However, please understand that these valuations are generated by a computer, so they might not be completely accurate. Also, it's really important to know that GoDaddy Appraisals is operated by the same company that also brokers the sale of domain names. So there is a conflict of interest built in there. I'm not saying they're altering the price based on that conflict of interest, but there is a potential conflict of interest there where the brokers, where, where the same company might want those valuations to be higher so they can sell those domain names for a higher amount. Again, I am not saying they're doing that, but you, you have to consider that that might be a possibility. So those domain names may not be completely accurate, but they show you a lot of comps of other similar domain names that have sold um, and the prices of those, and they may give you a good starting point. To get a great domain name, we often may have to pay more than the domain name valuation from these two services. Number 21, research the domain name history before buying. This is very important. Before you buy an existing domain name, it's important to try to understand the history of that domain name. In other words, what was it used for before you bought it? You wanna make sure it wasn't used for anything spammy or pornographic or illegal. The reason for that is it could be blocked by email service providers or it could be blocked by, by search engines. There could be penalties because of how the domain name was done and used previously. Uh, one great way to search for this history is to go to archive.org and do a search for the domain and look through the history of what was published on that domain in moments in the past. If the domain was used for something sketchy in the past, 
Um, like I said, it may be blocked by service providers or search engines after you purchase it. That's not the end of the world. It's not a death sentence for that domain name, but it's really important for you to know that you may have a lot of work ahead of you to get that domain name cleaned up before it can have proper email service and, and uh, you know, search engine listings like you're hoping. Number 22 is to consider using a domain name negotiation platform in the right situations. There are numerous reasons why you might consider using a domain name negotiation platform. For example, maybe you're concerned that when the seller discovers who you are, they will ask for a higher price for the domain name. Or maybe you're having a hard time finding the contact information of the owner and need someone who can contact the owner for you. For these and other reasons, you might consider using a, a platform such as DomainAgents.com that allows you to submit offers anonymously that helps you contact the owners and use their platform to negotiate a sale price for the domain. Number 23 is use an escrow agent. If you're buying a domain name from another party for a substantial price, I highly recommend you use an escrow agent for the domain name purchase and transfer. I recommend escrow.com as the best and reasonably priced escrow agent to buy and sell domain names. They have a smooth process and a great platform to enter in an agreement with both parties, receive payment, coordinate for the domain name to be transferred, the release of payment after the domain name has been transferred, etc. This reduces the risk for the buyer and seller because the seller knows they will be paid after the transfer and the buyer knows that the seller won't receive money from the escrow agent until the buyer has received the domain name. Number 24, protect your domain names. Many people have domain names spread across different registrars. This can result in domain names slipping through the cracks and being lost. I recommend strongly that you keep all your domain names together in one domain name registrar account to make it a lot easier to manage and re renew the domains. I recommend you set your domain names to auto renew so that your credit card is billed automatically when the domain name comes up for renewal. This way you don't lose a domain name if you accidentally forget to renew it. I also recommend you turn on the registrar lock on your domain names to help prevent them from being transferred to a different registrar without your permission. I also recommend you turn on privacy protection on each of your domain names to block people from seeing the registrant contact information and reduce spam. Because when you get a lot of spam, you're not watching the emails closely and there may be important emails that you need to see to take action. So getting a lot of spam is a risk for your domain name. As your business grows, the value of your domain name will grow. Your domain name may be the most valuable asset of your business organization someday. This certainly became the case with adoption.com. So I recommend you only register your domain name in an account you own as the business owner. Never register a domain name in the registrar account of any other party like your web developer or your hosting company. If your domain name is in the account of another party, then I recommend you work to get that domain name transferred to an account in your name with your email as soon as possible. The same is true for social channels. Your social channels should always be registered in your name and in your account. I had a client once who spent a lot of money building a large social account, but the social channel was in the name of the marketing manager. 
The business owner had a falling out with that marketing manager who left the company. The business was never able to again uh, get access to that social account. I also recommend you be very careful with the login information of your domain name registrar account. As your domain name grows to be very valuable, you may treat access to your domain name registrar account with higher security than even access to your bank account. Be very careful who you allow to have access to that account and don't share domain registrar passwords through insecure communication channels such as email. Number 25, buy and redirect misspellings. I recommend registering the common misspellings and variations of your domain and redirecting them to your primary domain name. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, play the long game and try to get the right domain name the first time. Number two, make a master spreadsheet of possible domain names and all relevant information. Number three, consider including one of your top keywords in your domain name. Number four, use .com unless you're a nonprofit or an association. Number five, keep the domain name short and simple without any dashes or numbers and easy to spell. Number six, use a domain name generator and a thesaurus to come up with many domain name variations. Number seven, try to find a great domain name on an expiring domain name registration service. An expired domain name service, such as expireddomains.net, or a domain name marketplace, such as Cedo, to find a deal on a great domain name. Number eight, contact the domain name owners to get pricing and use a domain name agent if necessary. Number nine, do a trademark search and search Google for your brand to see if there's anything that would prevent you from using that brand. Number 10, make sure you can get the social media usernames you will need. Number 11, get feedback from your target audience about the domain name options. Number 12, get a domain name valuation and research the domain name history before purchasing. And number 13, use an escrow agent and be sure to protect the domain name carefully. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, uh, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast or YouTube channel. And number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. What stories and strategies can you share about domain names? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in finding a great domain name. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.